Streaming reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 69. 69, dudes! Hey, man, welcome back. Good to see you, Joe. The holidays are almost upon us. They are. I think we're right in the middle of them, really. I guess. Yeah. yeah. You had something you wanted to say up top. Yeah, real quick. Uh, I said HBO Max is now available on Amazon devices, which is great. Still waiting on Roku. But their other big announcement is. On Christmas, they are going to stream Wonder Woman 1984. Now, that's with Gal Gadot? Right. Yeah. This is the first true big-budget blockbuster that will stream. You know, I mean, I think it's like, yeah, it's going to get a theatrical release in certain areas, but if you live in the United States, who are we kidding? On Christmas, you're going to watch Wonder Woman. And I feel like this is the ultimate, like, 2020 thing at this point like we're ending the year with all this chaos no movie theaters open for the most part okay you know what we're gonna release this big huge tent pole because when else are we gonna do it so it should be an interesting experiment and see how many people watch it also unlike mulan earlier this year that disney released where they made you pay additional money to get it like like 20 bucks or 40 bucks i forget what it was including having already a subscription to right. Disney Plus. This is just going to be there on HBO Max for free if you already have a subscription. So there's no additional charge. So they're losing their butts on this movie. They got to be. They got to be, right? Yeah. So anyway, it costs that's it. $100 million to make it. Oh, sure. I Maybe bet. they're getting half of that back from HBO or something. I don't know the deal, but I figure they're like, we got to get this out here. You know what I mean? Also, wow. because... There's a stockpile of movies. Yeah. Gonna, you know what I yeah. mean? We it's were like, supposed to have Top Gun five months ago. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, it, once movie theaters open, I'm praying to God, once they finally open, I mean, it's going to be a tentpole on a Wednesday and then a Friday. I mean, they're going to release movies on Tuesdays just to, like, get it all yeah. out there, you know? So it should be crazy. Yeah. That's kind of a weird thing, movie theaters. Uh I think in other places they're open. Orange County, they were open, and maybe until today, as you hear this, or right. as we're recording this. Anyway, okay, so Wonder Woman coming uh, to debut on streaming is kind of a, a first. Yeah. All right. I'm going first today. Go ahead. All right. I have a Netflix documentary that was recommended by listener Meg. I want to say right off the bat, thank you, listener Meg. She's had some good recommendations recently, so we appreciate that. Thanks, Meg. This is The Black Godfather. It's one hour and 58 minutes, and it is about Clarence Avant, who oh, I'm yeah. sure you've heard of. Yeah, of course. I have who his, hasn't uh, heard of Clarence a, a Avant? bust of his uh, likeness in my den. Oh, is, oh yeah, your <laughs> den. <laughs> also my uh, Your kitchen, kitchen and yeah. your bathroom. Yeah, exactly. So you're saying, who is this guy, right? I I had no clue. So I went in, like, no idea. And this is the guy that you've never heard of that knows everybody. Let me just tell you who gets interviewed in this, okay? Quincy Jones, who's his best friend. Jim Brown, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, Sean Combs, 
Kamala Harris, Jesse Jackson, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Lionel Richie, Bill Withers, and that's just the beginning. Oh, Jamie Foxx. Wow. It's a who's who of everybody in black entertainment culture and politics. And Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton. Yeah. Now, like, what does he do? He is like a, a music mogul that dabbled in like politics, sports, movies, and he's the guy that everyone knows that you've never heard of. And I'm going to just have Sean Combs, Puff Daddy, P. Daddy, whatever you want to call him, I'm going to have him sum it up real quick exactly what he does. Also, uh, naughty words ahead, so if you're like, oh, there's swearing, yeah, there's going to be swearing, all right? Mm -hmm. So deal with it. I'm going to give it to you raw. Clarence, make sure that you don't get fucked. Straight up, there's a lot of fucking going on in the entertainment industry, and if you are important to the overall greater good, he's going to step in like, like super black man. There you go. Now, when he says that, he does not mean like in a good way. Because that would be uh, worst wingman ever. What are you talking about? He says you're not going to get uh, effed. He says that like that's a bad thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Did you okay. just hear what he said? Yeah, yeah. He makes sure you're not. He's making get... sure you're not getting screwed over. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not exactly what he said. He said like you're not going to get effed. Yeah, you don't want to get effed in this business. Oh, in the business, no, no. Yeah. But like at a party or something. Right, a club. You think he's like a like a a cock blocker? <laughs> well, I didn't know what. I didn't have any context. That's all. Wow. I said he was a mogul in the business. The business of CB. You're not even listening to me The business of CB. No. Okay, I'm sorry. The business of music and entertainment. Go on. I'm sorry. So anyway, so they interview him. He's still alive. So you get his perspective on things. It is a bit of a puff piece and that nothing bad is said against him, you know, but he's just one of these guys that you've never heard of. But then you watch like... uh, you know, acceptance speeches at, like, you know, Grammy Awards, and, like, he's being name-dropped and all the time. Oh. And you're like, oh, okay, it's that guy, right? You know you know, you know, when you watch yeah, award yeah. shows and they thank some person you've never heard of? Yeah. This is that guy. He's the guy behind the guy. The guy behind the guy. I got it. And the fact that, like, you know, he's dipped his toes in everything and knows everything. Like, like personal relationship with Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. You're like, what? And then, like, you know, it's like, you know, Lionel Richie and Quincy Jones and... Also, like, you know, he was responsible for getting, like, Hank Aaron this big deal with Coca-Cola back when he was going to break Babe Ruth's home run record. So he got this whole deal set up for him. When uh, Michael Jackson did the E.T. record, were you? do you remember this? Uh, no. No, okay. Anyway, back when E.T. came out, Michael Jackson narrated this record, and it, it sold millions, right? And you can all, everyone knows it from the 80s. Michael Jackson's on the cover with E.T., right? So it was this big album. Now, it was done at Universal because they owned E.T., right? Spielberg, Universal. But Michael Jackson had a deal with CBS Records. So they did it anyway, and then CBS went, Oh my God, this is crazy. You can't use him. I'm going to stop the record. So they had this huge meeting, right, with everybody from Universal, CBS, Michael Jackson's people, Steven Spielberg's people, and then Clarence. Mm -hmm. And then someone's like, What's Clarence doing here? And the guy's like, Oh, Clarence represents everybody. Hmm. And so he made some deal and it all worked out. He's like, you got a problem? You go to this guy. He's he's like a non-mafia godfather. Uh-huh. So he's like a black Jeffrey Epstein. Will you stop criticizing <laughs> this man? He's just connected to everybody and no one knows Yeah, but why. he's not a pedophile. Okay. Well, that's a good start. Right? He's a, He's got a family man. But he's it's not a, a record. He's not a musician or a, I mean, he's just a guy. Sometimes you need those people in life. Yeah, that's true. 
So, yeah, I'm sorry. He doesn't know how to play the piano like you. <laughs> Maybe he does. I don't know. But, I don't know. But you're saying, just to clarify, in all seriousness. Yes. He's not a music producer. He's not a label owner. He's just a... He a, did own labels. Okay. He dabbled in everything. He owned labels. You know, he got involved in movies. He got Jim Brown a huge deal to be in all the movies like uh, The Dirty Dozen. You know, he's just okay. one of those people that just, when you peel back the onion, somehow this guy's connected. Okay. That's right? Good. I mean, he, That's you know, good. like Janet Jackson's album Control, you know, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, these are these producers. You know, Bill Withers, Lean On Me, right? Yeah. Yep. He was involved in that guy's career. So a lot of these hits from way back before you were born until now, this man was involved with. Okay, great. Anyway, it's fascinating. I thought it was a really interesting documentary. I love hearing about something I know nothing about, and I sure as shit knew nothing about this guy. Yeah, well, it's good he's getting his due if he was involved in all that stuff. That's yes, cool. and he swears like a mofo. That's why I like him. Okay. And his other thing is it's all about numbers. Life is nothing okay. but numbers. He goes, right. when were you born? That's a number. When do you die? That's a number. Everything in between is numbers. Huh. Life is just numbers. Interesting. And he's still alive. Still alive. And he's interviewed in the thing, I take it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You know, he, and the thing is, he doesn't think he's any great shakes himself. He's kind of like, eh, you know, well, I do good. these things. You know, it's everyone around him that are like, you know, but he, he seems, he's very. Demo's using a shake weight right now. Yeah, he's using the shake, you know. But I don't know. I think it's definitely a binge. This is The Black Godfather on Netflix. It's from uh, 2019. Like I said, one hour, 58 minutes. Very entertaining, very enjoyable. Uh, Binge. I should also mention 100% with the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Okay. No audience score. Oscar uh, contender? No, because it's from 2019, bud. Huh. Okay. It would have missed its chance. That's how it works. Speaking Uh, of numbers, Joe. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay, now I've got something to tell you about. Uh Now, there's this uh, mental disorder uh, wherein a caregiver keeps the person that they're caring for sick. Oh, God. Are you familiar (laughs) with this? (laughs) I know exactly where this is going. Let me uh, go through my files in my brain. I believe it is uh, Munchausen by proxy, Joseph. Uh, that's correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's correct. Now, you may think, wow, this is the third thing we've talked about, that this is the central uh, plot. And uh, yes, it is. But uh, this movie, Run, came out on Hulu mm-hmm. yesterday as we're recording this. Yes, I was going to watch it, but I didn't. Because in my brain, I thought, you know who's going to do this? Joe. Yeah. Okay. Well, if there's one thing I love, it's Munchausen Syndrome by proxy. It is. It is a <laughs> in your life uh, well and yours too it's really they it, should sponsor the show <laughs> we'll have to reach out to their people um they must have a publicist because this like seriously the third movie we've talked about with this in it or series yeah. the last one was the act which was very good with patricia arquette yeah which i liked yep. well i thought it fell apart yeah let's not we're not yeah. reviewing that though right yeah so this one uh this stars sarah paulson who, who we, we love, love from all the ryan murphy stuff literally and then a young girl, a newcomer named Kiera Allen. Don't know her. So two new faces playing the Patricia Arquette and Joey King roles. Other than that, same movie. Really? Almost same movie. Little different ending. It's good, but uh, let, let's do a little role play here. You pitch me a movie, a third movie about Munchausen's proxy, and I'll be the network 
person and just uh, just give me the quick summary and then you're ready to pitch it. Uh, do you validate parking here for starters? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. What's your movie about? I got this mother and daughter. She's sick. And the reason is the mother keeps keeping her sick. Okay. Can't wait to hear it. That's it. Oh. That's the pitch. That's the whole plot. Yeah. That's what this was. There was a plot, but there was no story. So we've been there, done that. We've been there, done that. The plot was fine, but really all it is, and I'm not spoiling anything, it's the mom keeping the girl sick. The girl slowly discovers it, tries to get away. The mother chases her. There's a little bit of, remember the movie uh, Misery, of course. There's a little bit of that towards the end, and then um, the mother ends up in prison. Wow. So uh, we've seen this at least twice before. I don't know what the motivation was. Now, the thing is, the act was based on a true story and real people. Right. But this is a fictionalized version, correct? I guess. This takes place in Washington State, in Pasco. Not many people know where that is, but the girl is trying to get accepted into University of Washington, uh, which is where I went, as you know. I thought she went to Gonzaga. Well, I went to Washington and then Gonzaga. Okay. Anyway, what am I going to tell you? You saw the act. Just, yeah. Just watch it again. But well, I saw the Paulson. trailer and I was just like, it, it's the act. Who yeah. are they fooling with this? I don't know. How it, is Sarah Paulson, though? Oh, fantastic. And, right. the, and the girl is fantastic. So two good performances, yeah. but material that's like just been done just to death. Beaten. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about this, the only reason I can think that this exists is because they're really the only two main characters. There's a couple of like day players, but this thing probably costs very little to make. Uh, you know, production wise. So Hulu probably threw a couple million bucks at it and uh, got a good movie. It's a very good movie. If you haven't seen the act and you haven't seen whatever the other thing was we've talked about, this is fine. This yeah, is... but you already gave away the entire plot. Well, you could get the whole plot from the poster. I mean, it's like the mom keeps the daughter sick. She finds out. I mean, that's really it. Okay. I mean, there's really not that much of a twist either. It's just kind of, I don't know. I'm going to say it's not as good as the act. I mean, watch the act. It's a little more based on reality. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Yeah. The act is more of a commitment. That was a whole bunch of episodes. This is, what, two hours? Uh, hour and a half. Hour and a half. See? I mean, you get the whole thing in an hour and a half, which is what the act should have done instead right. of dragging it all out at the end. Like, those last two episodes, I was like, oh, my God, wrap it up. But yeah. That's a fair point. I guess the point is this. Solid performances in both the act and, what is this called again? Run. Run? Yeah. But the subject title. matter. Yeah, bad title. The act and run, actually, for both of them. Eh. Yeah. I think we've covered Munchausen by proxy enough. I sure hope so. So let's say uh, anything Munchausen by proxy related after the act, it's been done. I'm going to say skip this. It's a purge. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Yep. My turn. Demos. Turn. Thank you. I have an HBO limited series that I originally wasn't even going to watch, but I was watching last week tonight with John Oliver and it just bled over. And I was like, all right, I'll watch the first episode. I watched the first episode and I was like, okay, I'm in. And here's the thing. It's only six episodes. And by the time you're hearing this, it's probably over. Now, at the time of recording this, there's two episodes to go. And I will say, I don't know where it's going, and that's why I'm watching it, and that's why I like it. I can't figure it out. Now, this is called The Undoing, and it was created by David E. Kelly. He adapted it from a book. It stars Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant, Donald Sutherland, Noah Jupe, Edgar Ramirez, and Matilda 
De Angelis. Now, can I mention something about David E. Kelly real quick? Yeah. In case people aren't familiar, but a lot of times we mention showrunners and people don't know. Uh, Picket Fences, Chicago Hope, The Practice, Ally McBeal, Boston Public, Boston Legal, Big Little Lies, etc. He's created a lot of shows, and uh, those are all pretty similar in tone. Well, I will say, for the most part, a lot of these shows, some point, you're going to have a courtroom element. Got it. Same thing here. Now, this is a uh, like a murder mystery thriller, and uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> Please do. I'm bordering on the creep zone here, and I got to be careful here. I don't want to come off like, you know, mm, creepo. But Matilda De Angelis is in the first episode. She's hot, dude. Oh, yeah? I put this out to a couple of my friends, and they were like, no, she's not. She has a shovel face. I don't know what they're talking <laughs> about. I'm like, give her a chance, man. Right? I got into the show because she was beautiful. She's naked in most of it. Oh, okay. That's all I'm going to say. I just woke up a little bit. Yeah, finally. Does that get your interest? So that first episode, I was like, "Mm, maybe I will watch this whole thing. But (laughs) look at great performances, especially Hugh Grant and Donald Sutherland. Also, Noah Jupe, he played Shia LaBeouf in Honey Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's good. He's good. He's a good actor. Everyone in this is really good. Like I said, I'm enjoying it because I really don't know where it's going And that's great and refreshing. I can't figure it out. I thought this was going to be more David E. Kelly. I don't know. But it's not a big commitment. It's just six episodes. They move along real quick. I don't want to give too much of the plot away. Okay. Yeah? No? I started to watch it and it kept freezing because I was trying to... um, You were just pausing it on the dirty parts. No. It wasn't freezing. (laughs) No, it was. I was trying to airplay it on something, but anyway, I heard this is good. I heard it's uh, a, a nice, fun little try and figure out who done it type of thing. So anyway, you said you like this thing. I did. Okay. It's the Undoing on HBO and HBO Max. If you want to just find it right there. All right. And it's a binge. One quick note on that. Mm-hmm. It, it is on HBO Max, and it's on HBO if you have, like, cable. It's on demand. However, yep. the pilot, not on demand, only on HBO Max at this point, at least for Spectrum. Huh? Yeah, if you go to HBO on demand. That's on Spectrum, typical Spectrum BS. I yeah. hate Spectrum. What are you doing? Spectrum sucks. Yeah. Leave it up. Leave the pilot up. Leave it up so people can get into it. You could not start this show if you don't watch the first episode. Of course. That's why I was trying to airplay it, blah, blah, blah. But uh, just know that you basically have to get the pilot on HBO Max right now. Okay. As far as I know. Uh, Okay, last thing. This is a Netflix movie called Code 8. You'll notice on our little lineup I wrote Sector 8. That's because I had forgotten the name, which should kind of set up the rest of the review. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, is kind of an action-adventure-thriller it's not rated. It would probably be a hard PG-13. Okay. It's something that kids could probably watch. There's not a lot of like disgusting stuff in it. It's like heat with a little bit of sci-fi. Space bank robbery? It's not on space. It's actually set on Earth, but way in the future. Some people have powers. They're outlawed to use their powers. So it's like X-Men meets heat, I guess. Okay. I watched this just for something to watch that wouldn't be super depressing. And I expected it to be like the arrow on uh, CW or something like that. The reason I expected that is because 
The star of this movie is Stephen Amell. Amel. 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 <laughs> I don't watch I'm a not whole even, lot. I don't. I mean, I know who he is. I know who you mean. But it's I look at his name and I go, How do you say that? I don't know. I don't know, and it doesn't really matter. But he's in it with his cousin Robbie Amel. Amel. It's Amel. Stephen and Robbie Amel. Whatever. Now one of them's in the Arrow. I actually don't know which. Isn't one. one of them on Upload? Yeah, Robbie is on Upload. Right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. There you go. Upload, by the way. Binge. Yeah, and coming <laughs> back for season two. Did you know that? Yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, so whatever. This is called Code Eight. It's about a guy with powers. He's not allowed to use them by order of law. There's futuristic uh, robot cops that come and seek for people with powers and make sure they aren't using them. Because they use them primarily in construction applications. So they will go work illegally on construction sites and use their powers for welding, super strength, things like that. How is that being outlawed? They're construction workers? I I think it's some kind of like metaphor. There's like a union that's like, no, no. Yeah, exactly. You're working too fast. We can't have you. You Exactly. And it's enforced by the police that drop. uh, There's some cool imagery. So they drop these like uh, T-1000 type of like Terminator robots to chase them and arrest them. I think there's some kind of metaphor there for like uh, illegal immigration. I'm not sure. There's something like that in it. They try to get a little bit like messagey with it. But then I think they like subdued that so much that it just is what it is. It's on the surface. Uh, It's not going to make you think a whole lot. But I'll tell you this. I was very surprised at how much fun I had watching it because it is well done. The elements, I said, it's a little bit like heat. Those parts were great. What part is like heat? You keep saying it's like heat. There's a heist. There's a Thank heist. you. There's a couple of heists. Okay. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. Uh, yeah, there's a really long one shot in a diner. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like Pacino and De Niro are in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for a 10-minute one shot. It actually surprised me. This is called Code 8. It's on Netflix. Now, one more thing I did like about it. It was originally a short. So somebody had this idea, made a short film, probably on their credit cards, got the movie bought. Now it's on Netflix. I love that. Good for them. I'm guessing it was the Amel or Amel brothers that were behind all this. I think they produced it too. Anyway, Code 8, if you want something fun that's kind of sci-fi, kind of heisty, that's what it is. Is it like heat? Uh, In a lot of ways. Okay, good, because I'm on board now. It's, it's enough like heat that it's worth watching. Uh, I'm going to give it a binge. Now, speaking of binges and purges, um, which we had three binges and one purge today. That's a pretty good ratio for us. Uh, remember about a year and a half ago, we did the uh, binges and purges awards? I remember. Yes. Well, we're doing them again. Right? At the end of this We year. are doing them again, and we're reaching out to everyone to give us their uh, picks. Anything they can give us. Yeah. Now, do you happen to remember anything from the last one? I remember it was a bitch to edit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't remember. My, I will say this. I know that my favorite thing, my biggest uh, binge was the boys. I truly remember nothing else. Well, I bet you 10 to 1... Uh, that American Factory was not only the best documentary, but that it would win the Oscar for best documentary, which it did. Yes. Now, we never said what that meant, but 10 to 1 was pretty good odds. And then uh, you liked Laddie. I don't know. The things that stand out to me were that for best comedy special, I picked the Bash Brothers, and you picked nothing. 
Right. You chose not to not to pick one, which is your constitutional. I'm gonna right. do that again this year. Okay. And for worst performance, you picked the showrunners and writers of Game of Thrones season eight. Oh, I was is, right on that one. That's a good pick. Yeah, and I thought you'd probably pick an actor for worst performance. No, I'm I'm sticking with that one. That was okay. good. And I didn't pick one. So we're I mean, it's it's our show. We can make the rules as we go. It's fine. But here's the categories again that we're asking for suggestions for this year again hidden gem that's my favorite category biggest binge biggest purge obviously best documentary best comedy special now that doesn't have to be stand-up it could be a sketch thing there's a lot of those out anything that made you laugh yeah best performance worst performance so if you have any of those please hit us up um, our email is binge or purge podcast at gmail uh, facebook slash binge or purge twitter at binge or purge Instagram at binge or purge podcast. And there's some funny uh, pictures. You're, someone that you know or listener, someone has been making little memes yes. of the episodes. And that's wanna, on Instagram now. It's, it's funny. on Instagram and Twitter. It is John Fiorella at Untamed Cinema. You can follow him on Twitter there. He's not on Instagram, but I put his pictures up there. He is a devoted listener, always giving me good critiques. And like I said, these little montage photos he makes of our podcast. It's like a mishmash of everything we talk about. He throws them all together. He churns them out fast, and they're great. Everyone loves them. So that's it. If you go to our Twitter and our Instagram, we're starting to put them up there. Check them out. Once again, that's John Fiorella, and you can follow him at Untamed Cinema on Twitter. Now, we're also going to play some listener voicemails if we get them for the binges or purges. We'll have to figure out how they're going to get those to us because not everyone knows us personally that listens to the show, believe it or not. So we'll have to figure out a way. Maybe they can email in an audio clip or something. Yeah, you can send something you record on your phone and send it to our email. There you go. And we'll just say it's a voicemail. So yeah, we don't care. Like, yeah. You want to be heard on this thing? This is your chance, right? Yep. Tell us where we're right, where we're wrong. Yeah, and just say whatever you want. You know, if you want to, like, get a couple jabs in with your uh, picks, that's fine. If you want to just pick one thing, I don't have a, 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 a hidden gem, so I'm not... We don't care. Just say, I just got a bingey. I just got a purgy. Whatever, man. Just contribute. Thank you. Fun fact. If you're listening to this right now, the voting is over. They can hear us everywhere. You want to say where? Uh, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube... Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Spotify, all those places. You're listening to us now. Why are we even bothering? (laughs) Tell friends, man. Tell friends. I know you do. So we appreciate you getting the word out. Yeah. As always, we want to thank Jess the Facts. You can follow Jess the Facts on Instagram at the Jesse Greer. That's Jesse with a Y. So for Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.